Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you weekend fantasy updates. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Fantasy Update. I'm Cam Stewart along with my buddy George Kurtz. Long Island Rage. We're just going over uh, the the hockey board right there, too. We're going to take a look at uh, the college basketball board. Uh, Only one game going off early in this game. A lot of things are are going off late. We'll run through the lines right now. Already on the over in the UCF-SMU game, 62.5. That game just tipping off right now, 12.05. Later on today, we got uh, Wisconsin Green Bay and IUPUI uh, laying 5.5. Total 157.5. Tough, tough game there. Uh, 157.5. That's a high, high number. Number, but both of these teams don't play defense. Great game at 1.30. We got uh, Villanova and Xavier. Villanova laying, uh, opened up at 5, now laying 6 on the road. And the total opened up at 136, up to 139.5. Might take a shot with Xavier uh, as a home dog there. Got to do a little bit of research, but Villanova coming off that loss to St. John's as well. Big comeback by the Johnnies there in that game where they were down like 17 and came back and won outright. Big, big win for them. So Villanova probably in a bad mood today. 20 and 17, laying uh, six at Xavier. Two o'clock, we got Drake and Illinois State. Illinois State minus two. 142 and a half. Slight leaned uh, to the Drake there. Uh, Cincinnati and Connecticut. Cincinnati on the road. They just keep on winning. Bearcats opening up as five-point favorites, now five and a half. Uh, interesting line movement with the total in this game. 135, it opened up and pe- bet down to 131. People smashing the under in this game. They just uh, don't see points. So 135 to 131, Cincinnati, five and a half-point favorites on the road. Great game at 345, too, guys. We're going to be watching this one uh, along with some hockey and golf in the afternoon. Michigan and Michigan State, the Battle of Michigan. Michigan Wolverines laying four. Uh, total opened up at 130. Now 133.5. That should be pretty interesting in that game. Michigan and Michigan State, great one there. So, uh, and later on tonight, you know, we got some Pac 12 action. California, Arizona State, Cal's having a real, real tough time of it this year. That program's in the shitter. Arizona State, minus 17, total 150. Uh, a couple other ones, Wake Forest and NC State. NC State, big favorites. That's a 6 o'clock tip. Wolfpack laying 15, 151.5. Uh, Stanford, Arizona, Arizona. Minus five, one thirty-eight and a half, and in the Big Ten at six thirty, 
Minnesota at Rutgers. Very interesting game. Rutgers uh, opened up a pick. This game was a straight pick. Now people betting Rutgers. Rutgers up to minus one and a half. Total in this game, 136. So that's the college basketball card right now. Hopefully uh, we'll have a few picks for you too. George and I will have some DFS picks, the hockey, a whole lot more there as we go through uh, the board this afternoon. Should be interesting. I'll get you guys some golf uh, future matchup bets. They're just taking the course right now for the final round. And Justin Thomas, he's already started his day. Birdie, 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 birdie out of the gate. So he is simply on fire. Yeah, we'll see. All right. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. George, how you doing, buddy? What's happening? Hi, I I love the other. You you allowed me to eat little cupcakes. Uh, I like cupcakes. Yeah, cupcakes Uh, are good. You deserve to eat. You've been working there from eight o'clock in the morning with uh, with Galena. You 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 need to take a time to have uh, uh, some cupcakes. It's like a coffee cake. Uh, I I love coffee cakes, man. Those little Drake's coffee cakes, man. Yeah, they're Uh, nice. Oh man, I, I. they're great. I remember back when we were younger. Remember, they used to have the, the, the real the coffee cake. He used to have a cake of those. He used to be able to buy that back in like the 70s. You know, we got to yeah, get full a cake, cake. coffee cake. Full, full cake. Right. Full yeah, cake. Not just, not, not, not bites. Forever. Like, full cake. Full cake. Not bite, yeah. I used to, uh, I'll tell you I something. I'm sitting, though. That, that'd be terrible. I went into the fridge and I, I just grabbed like a, I, I thought it was a Pepsi and I drink it. It's, it's a diet Pepsi with lime. I almost puked it up. Like, God, I hate diet drinks. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, some people just are into it. Like, I, I honestly, that diet Pepsi with lime was one of the shittiest drinks I've ever had in my life. I just had a real Pepsi now and it's delectable. Like, it's getting me right back in the game. The cobwebs are kind of clearing. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I don't know if people do diet stuff. I, I hate it. I, I'd rather deal with the calories and go for a walk. I think you, you get used to. I don't listen. I don't drink the diet stuff either, so I don't know. But I guess you get used to it because the first time you drink it, it's gonna be like, oh, this is crap. And but after that, I guess you, you get accustomed to it. I mean, I I drink a lot of Pepsi, but I do cut it down with seltzer, so I don't drink as much. So uh, I don't quite take the, uh, the sweetness, but I do need the caffeine, man. And uh, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I drink my Pepsi instead, which is what I'm having right now, as a matter of fact. Nice, me too, buddy. Yeah, I'm having a nice, cold, uh, nice cold Pepsi. Cheers to you too, there, George. Yeah, you're All a right. coffee guy, but uh, yeah, what do you no, want? What, no, no, what, like, what do you want to talk about, George? There's a lot of things we could talk about. Uh, uh, the the Le'Veon Bell situation, baseball. You know, it's your it's your hour, buddy. What what's on, what's on your mind? That's right, it's my hour. Damn it. <laughs> talk about me. Yes. Right. Uh, anyway, we, uh, I'm looking. Uh, while I was on my little uh, coffee cake break, looking at the uh, top headlines, and it looks like, it looks like reports. Right, so, listen, this is no nothing definitive here, nothing confirmed here, but it looks like Bryce Harper will indeed sign with Philadelphia, and people are thinking it may even be as early as tomorrow. So uh, we may have finally have a conclusion to this. And by the way, thankfully, because I'm really, really getting tired of talking about the speculation of where he ends up. I, know. I think it has to be Philadelphia. I just don't see a choice here. But, you know, we talk, I talked about this with Joe Galina earlier. The fact that reports came out yesterday, and listen, I don't know the, where these reports came from. It could have been some, somebody, you know, some solo person. I were on a computer. But it came out that, you know, Harper may not be all that thrilled with going with uh, to Philadelphia. And this is the last thing you want to come out before going to that fan base. He'll say, if, if he signs to Philadelphia tomorrow, he'll say all the right things. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. It's my first choice all along. You know, this is going to be great. We're going to be a great team. And blah, 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 blah. And I'll eat all the Philly cheesesteaks I can possibly have. And all that other stuff. Uh, but uh, I do wonder a little bit. He starts off slowly. I mean, people think Yankee fans are relentless. Philadelphia fans are no better. You know, so I, I do wonder about this. But I, uh, I do think it's a good fit as well. He goes from, if, if he signs to Philadelphia... 
he'll go from a pitcher's park in Washington to one of the best hitters' parks in the majors in Philadelphia. I guess my question to you is, if you're drafting, I got to draft Wednesday. And uh, right now, uh, without knowing where he's going, I probably have him in the second round. You put him in Philadelphia, I'll think about the bottom of the first, first round for him. I agree with you. I agree, George, 100%. Thing is, you, you talk about it. That park in the summer with the heat, having to play in Washington and still putting up pretty pretty decent numbers, some power numbers in that park, it's going to be totally different with Philadelphia, man. But, yeah, you bring up a lot of good points with Harper. The guy, Harper's kind of like a guy, too, that, uh, you know what I mean? He rubs people the wrong way a lot of the time. And people in Philadelphia, they don't like uh, they don't like attitude. They don't like, uh, you know, some guy, you're making a lot of money. Like, you better come out and not slump too much. You said it. We talked about the Yankees. Five strike coach, you're getting booed day one. Uh, trust me, it'll be worse for Bryce Harper. If he doesn't show up with this team and and, and strikes out a lot, and you know what I mean, does does doesn't get runs in with guys on base and that doesn't do all the little things well, that fan base will turn on him big time. Uh, it, it seems like he's going to Philadelphia. It seems it seems that way, but these are I'm, I'm sick and tired of report, report, report. Well, like, get it done. I know their manager, Middleton, he's down in Vegas talking to Harper. They're saying it's just a meeting. You know, they're getting close, but we've heard he's been getting close for a while. But to your point about the drafting, I put him at the bottom of the first round there due to the situation. The power numbers will definitely go up in that park. It's hard, it's hard hitting in Washington. Philadelphia, this guy will rake there. Yes, George, I think uh, he's well uh, bumping him into the second to bottom one makes total sense to me. You know, it's uh, in my home league. Uh, I finished second last year, and I bring that up because that means uh, in that league, I had to trade away draft. Everybody, if you're in it, you trade away draft picks from the, for the next year to really compete next year. So I didn't have a, I don't have a second and a six this year. So uh, it's be very hard to compete without a second and a six. Uh, it's a home league. Like most home leagues, some guys are good, some guys are terrible. And But still, losing a second and a six-round pick would hurt. And so I made a trade. I made a trade. I traded my first overall pick, which is the 11th, uh, my first pick, which is the 11th overall pick, and my last pick. And I got their second, which is the 21st overall pick, and their fourth. So I got a two and a four for my one and 22. Uh... And when I was hoping, I bring this up is because at 21, I was hoping, hoping, this draft's not for another two and a half weeks, but I was hoping that Harper might fall to me. It's a points league. So you, you want power hitters. That's really where the points come from here. And I was hoping Harper might fall to me. But now, if he does go to Philadelphia, I don't think there's a chance in hell he falls to 21. His ADP right now is 23. I have checked that. But that'll pump up if he goes to Philadelphia. I think his ADP had to be a little lower because for all you know, he's going to end up in San Fran. And with that right field, good luck hitting home runs. You know, San Diego was going to make a play for him, and as much as I think that'd be an, a, a decent spot for him, once again, ball doesn't travel well there. He was he wouldn't hit a ton of home runs. But now in Philadelphia, I think he's going to he's going to his ADP from uh, once again if he does sign. And I I want to say if we don't know for sure, but if he does sign there for the point he signs forward forward, I think his ADP is going to be almost cut in half. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a dream dream situation too. Like his numbers, like think about it too. Hitting in Washington, the numbers are good. In Philadelphia, I, I would expect them to be a hell of a lot better than that, and it'll pay dividends, right? Because he's going to hit more dingers, going to get more RBIs. I'm with you. I I think uh, I think Bryce Harper dangerous. I would put him up. Uh, you said the ADP twenty three. Think about Harper though, man. Like his average wasn't really. You know what I mean though, George? Like it's interesting. He's a guy very very streaky too. Like when things went sour last year, they they went. They went really poorly for a while. Then he then he then he catches a heater where he goes nuts. Very 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 streaky streaky type of guy. Like yeah, what was his average last year? Like two forty nine. Like it's pretty low. Pretty pretty low for Harper. 
And when you think about it, that average was even much lower at one point. And he had to, he had to get hot yeah, to get that average up right. there. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what was going on last year with Harper because he his defensive metrics last year were horrendous. And, that's, and some people believe that's yeah. why his uh, market has been slow to come around. So uh, I don't. I think there's something with something going on last year because he's a good defensive player. Remember, in past years we've criticized him for trying too hard, for crashing into walls and diving. Generally, you don't want to do that. You know, it's it's one game of 162. Let's not get hurt for two weeks because you crash into a wall. You know, Aaron Judge into the shoulder in what's uh, 17 by crashing into the Yankee Stadium wall. Let's not do that. You know, it's probably not worth it. Not for one game. Uh, the playoffs are a little different. You know, or in September you got to win that a game. I get it. But, uh, yeah, he did, he did about 249 last year, by the way. Uh, so, uh, like I said, if he ends up in Philadelphia, I'd like to have him on my team again. And it's funny. I don't know if I've ever had Bryce Harper on any team. I'm sure I have, but I don't, I don't remember offhand of ever having the man. But, uh, I, all right, so we, we think, think he's going the to thing, sign the th- Yeah, the thing, about, the thing about Bryce Harper is with his, with his personality traits and the way he kind of is, like, kinda, he kind of come, comes off as arrogant. That won't fly in Philadelphia. He comes over as a bit of a jerk. He yeah. does. Even with the media, I think he needs to re- – I mean, we have to remember, he's only 25 years old. Yeah, he's been in the major seven nah, years, but he's only 25. 20, I get it, George, but that he's been in the league long enough to figure it out. He, and it's to what you said. Like, he's rude a lot of the time. He's, like, makes smart-ass comments and stuff like that. Like, you're not going to tell anybody how to be or whatever. Like, I get it. You're a baseball player, but he, he needs to slow down a little bit on uh, on things. You know what I mean? He gets pretty fired up about stuff that you shouldn't really get that fired up about. And Yeah, I, I don't care if you're 25. You've been in the league seven damn years. You should be uh, better at it now. Like, you know, yeah, he, sometimes a guy's going to have a microphone in your face. Answer the damn question, you know, without being a dick. Oh, I, I don't feel bad for any of these players with, as far as the media is concerned. Listen, that's part, of, that's part of what you're being paid for, to deal with the media. Yeah, yeah that's why you're making millions of dollars. Right. Shut up. Guess what? Because the media <laughs> is telling people like us, and, you know, especially in, in football, by the way. The reason football is so popular is because of the fantasy industry and the gambling industry. And the Correct. media asking those questions, getting that information out here is why we're doing what we do. So, once again, I, I don't feel bad for that at all. That's part of what you're being paid for. It actually says it in the contract, by the way, that you have to deal with the media. Yes, it does. You know, I, so that's why I don't get it. You know, when, when uh, what's his name, uh, Marshawn Lynch was doing his crap during the Super Bowl of not talking. You know, it says it in the contract, boys and girls. All right, you don't want to, you don't want to do it. Don't sign the contract. Don't play football. It used to, baseball. it used to piss me off because when I, when I remember when I covered the Leafs too. Like you, you'd go through like a PR guy and. I used to always get tape of like you know the third the third line guy that some defenseman fourth fifth guy sixth depth on the depth chart a goon you know what I mean nice guy like Tom Fitzgerald like all the stars it's it, it, but they're compliant there George a lot of the time the the PR guys it's like okay guys I open up the back door get out of here you know what I mean I think it's pure bullshit like it's unbelievable that that you can get you you can continually get away with stuff like that and it, it, it still goes on like it still goes on it's not it's not even like you're trying to be a pariah like you're trying to get some damn tape for your boss you know what i mean to get to get some clips while you do like a pregame show or the after show it's just it's it's interesting too how the media types of the people pr guys are very compliant and uh you know i think they're a big part of the problem as well letting these guys do whatever the hell they want Oh, I agree. And you're right. It is let the players do whatever they want and get away with, uh, with Murray here. It's one reason, listen, I'm a Yankee fan, so I know it sounds biased, but the Yankees during their great years, they, they may not have given out much information, but the players always answer the questions. You know, they may, it may have been, you know, once again, your, your stereotype answers, stereotypical answers, but the Yankees always answer the questions. That's, that's why, you know, when a player who joins the Yankees has a bad game, you know, and then leaves the clubhouse right away, the Yankees automatically talk to them. Can't do that. 
You, know, you have a bad game, you answer the questions. You don't leave it up to the other 24 players to answer your questions. You know, and face the music. And once again, it, you'll get more respect that way anyway. You know, I don't know why players get so upset about it. Hey, you don't have to give out away any information you don't want to. You can, well, you can give the, you know, the answers that everybody gives. You know, tomorrow's another day. You know, it's the one bad game. You know, you know all those answers. No one's uh, saying you have to give out the truth. You know, but it's just it's just questions. That's the way that's the, the way I would treat it. It's just questions. Answer the questions. Move on. Exactly. And the quicker you answer them, by the way, the quicker they go away. It's when you cause problems that those questions stay forever and ever. Especially yep. in the New York media, the Philadelphia media, Boston media, don't antagonize them. If you're going to try and fight with the media, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. Oh, so yeah, I just yeah, answer the lose. questions and move on. Yeah, but boy, I, I just didn't like the old sneaking out the back door routine all the time and like it was a problem. That's why you're making the damn money. Show up, answer the questions for people. But yeah, it was very, very annoying deal, deal, dealing with that type of situation. But it's a different world we're living in now, Georgia. But more, uh, I think there's more access and stuff like that too. You can't do those things they used to get away with. I think, uh, you know, you're more, you're more uh, the due diligence of the reporter, like they have to face the music a little bit more with Twitter and all the other crap that's out there, right? Because you could just say this guy did this and this and this and then the reputation you know what I mean? Like, uh, social media was not around back then. I said, I know some reporters suck. All right, but the vast majority of them, it's just their job. You know, just let, answer their questions. Let them do their job. Exactly. If, if they're exactly. doing a hatchet job and writing crap that's not true, that's different. You know, then, hey, you may have some problems. But most of these guys, it's just their job. Just like it's your, your job and mine. We're going to come back, talk some more. NHL, NBA, NFL, Georgia Cam, back after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back. Weekend Fantasy Update. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz. We're here until 2 o'clock Eastern Time, bringing you pretty much anything you want to know about. You want to know gambling? You want to know DFS? It's fantasy news? We're here. We're here for you. We We're are, here. George. I got we'll bitch uh, about things, I'm too. I got, yeah, we like to bitch. Uh, I got uh, a couple, uh, just a golf matchup bet, too. It goes off at uh, 1235, get out there. I'm going to take a, a shot. I really like these matchup bets. They've been really good to me. And, uh, you know, Tiger Woods is just one of those guys, like, it doesn't matter what he does. Like, his number's going to be inflated. Like, he's minus 130. I'm getting Tommy Fleetwood at plus 110. You know what, George? 18 holes. I get I get, I get a great player as a dog who went, shot a seven under in uh, his second round. Give me the old Brit. Hello, Tommy Fleetwood, plus 110. Tiger Woods too, older guy. I find uh, a lot of the time uh, he tends to slow down when you're when you're betting Tiger Woods. He slows down in the final round. Like he's not a young kid anymore, right? So after a while, people don't think uh, they're like, hey, he's a golfer. Yeah, but playing golf for four rounds and you know what I mean. It could beat you down when you when you're older, when you're in your mid forties. You know what I mean? He's not a kid. So Tommy Fleetwood uh, plus one ten, my uh, golf bet, bet for uh, the afternoon. 
Yeah, I think that uh, makes sense, right? Older we get, we don't do as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's harder to get up. You know, your bones ache a little bit more. That's the thing. And people like golf, well, golf's hard. You know what I mean? You still have to walk. You still have to do stuff. Obviously, they're in better shape than I am. But over time, and in Mexico, another great point, it's at, it's at altitude. So that, that, that makes it even more difficult the older you are. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, at altitude, breathing's a lot harder, and uh, every little thing that you do becomes more difficult. So definitely uh, I see some angles uh, in that play. I'm looking at a, a meme on Facebook now where they have a uh, uh, pictures of Belichick, Brady, Aaron Hernandez, Julian Edelman, Robert Kraft, and match match the player with their crime. Uh, oh my God! Uh, you know, a, a deflated football, I should an Asian I woman, a needle with steroids, a camera, and a gun. My God! I mean, that's vicious. Funny is, I mean, that's just vicious. Just, oh, just terrible. But yeah, that, that's the me. I'm, I'm, I'm not making this crap up. No, that's 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 the way it goes, buddy. Like it's just people. You said it. Like they're they're relentless. Like you know what I mean. That's the thing. And it's funny. I was actually just going through like the tweets that I had this morning and looking at the bets, the numbers, and the spreads. And some guy, yeah, he did a big thing. He's like, I'm cashing my uh, Super Bowl winning ticket on the Patriots. These assholes, or you know what I mean. Like, did like a big thing about like you know how this money is like tainted money with New England and all the bullshit BS and the cheating and all the other stuff. I'm like, I'm kind of thinking it's just a football game, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, relax. But uh, yeah, that's it, it's kind of crazy that the Patriots are involved in all this stuff and um, they they win all the time, George. I just find it hilarious. Like, I can't. You you could look at yeah, sure, every team's got one or two guys, or there's going to be a story, but just the links consistently with these guys, the stories that are out there. Yeah. World champs again. It just, it, you know, it, it's a. There's no, there's no uh, punishment in this world. You know what I mean? Like, what, what's, what's, what's going to happen here? It doesn't matter. These guys just win. Care, cares if Robert Kraft's, you know, he's dealing with a hooker or whatever. Big deal. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't impact anything? No, they're, they're the best uh, dynasty of all time. I mean, uh, <laughs> they're better than the what, Steelers of the 70s, Niners of the uh, 80s, Cowboys of the 90s, Yankees of the 90s. I mean, or the Lakers well, went back then. I mean, they've been doing it for 20 years. 20 years. It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, so they're, they're the best dynasty of all time. I don't, I don't think it, you can hate them, and I understand that. And I think in the NFL, it's good to have a villain, and the Patriots are certainly the villain. Uh, everybody used to love to hate the Cowboys, still do. I always love to hate the Niners. You, you love to hate the yeah, great team. I'll tell you about the Cowboys, though. The Cowboys, yeah, people hate the Cowboys, but they also get a lot of love. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, I know, uh, like, it's weird even seeing, like, Corey's a Cowboy fan, you're a Cowboy fan. You guys live in New York, and I, I, I'm just shocked. Even when we went to the bar, uh, when me, Gabe, and uh, Corey were there just watching the game in the afternoon, there was the Chargers-Ravens game. I'm seeing, like, Dallas paraphernalia and stuff. Like, it, it's amazing how how big Cowboys Nation is. Like, in New York, too, where you think most people would be Giants or Jets fans. Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you two things. One, I became a Cowboy fan. I believe any a lot of people my age could say the same thing. Uh, my father was not a football fan, so he never watched football. So, and I listen, I grew up in the 70s. Uh, the Giants and Jets sucked back. I mean, they sucked. They were bad. Bad team. So, you, you don't want to watch the Giants and Jets. You know, that was, you know it's hard, it's hard if, you, if you don't have a family that sort of pulls you into it to root for bad teams when you're younger. You usually root for a good team. And uh, the first game I saw was the second Dallas-Pittsburgh Super Bowl. That was a 35-31 loss to Jackie Smith game. Oh, bless his heart. You know, that sort of the thing. And my father, I think they were having a Super Bowl party, which is kind of ironic for people who didn't watch Super Bowl. And uh, he told me, pick, you know, we, we bet, literally bet a quarter on the game. He goes, pick a team, we'll bet a quarter. 
And uh, listen, I was eight. Uh, the Cowboys, blue and silver were the uniforms. You know, uh, star on the helmet. That was an easy choice. I mean, easy yeah, no. choice for me for that from a kid like that. Yeah, so that's me, why like I, me too with the Seahawks. Like I remember, like I, I remember it was really weird. Like they were not good back then, but it was the AFC West, and it was like the NBC game of the week, and it was John Elway. And I saw the Seahawks come out with the silver, and you know, the bird on the side of the helmet looked really cool. Like to, told him Steve Largent, he's making plays. I'm like, yeah, man. Like I, I'm, I'm down with this. So, yeah, and it, it was crazy. Like as a kid, and then I just became obsessed. Like everything was the Seahawks after that. I saw my first game, and I'm like, this is my team. You know, I was actually pissed when they I know everyone likes the the new uniform. I love the old uniform that they have. I wish they'd actually go back to their retro uniform. It's great. But that's the one thing about the Cowboys, too. So simple. It, it's it's like it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful outfit. Just simple. The star, the silver just looks good. It looks classy. That's what I hate about these teams when they come out with these new uniforms and like Tampa Bay with a stupid skull and pirate. Like I kind of like the way things like the original look to things. That's a beautiful thing about Dallas. You can't butcher it. It's just nice, simple, clean. Oh, cut. Jerry Jones has tried. He's uh, tried. Better not. Hey, better not. That's just <laughs> but, a big uh, mistake. Big yeah, mistake. Man. But as far as Cowboy Nation is concerned, now we don't do this anymore. At least I don't do it anymore because I get the, we get we all get the package, there, or you can get the package, so I can watch the games at home. But I used to love back in this is probably the early '90s. You go to a bar. You know, you go to a sports bar, and they have all the games, and you become friends with people, you know, because you're wearing your colors, right? You're wearing the jersey with the hats, whatever it is, and there are the Cowboy fans. And, they, and generally, you're all congregating in the same spot because you go to a, a big sports bar. You know, they have the Cowboy game on this TV, you know, it's Philadelphia game on that TV, and that's where all the fans are. And it's just fun. And there were never any fights, by the way. People were like, oh, you're going to be fighting the other fans. I never had a bad word with anybody. And people would cheer. It's generally, it was good-natured cheering. You're eating, drinking. You're, you're with your buddies. I used to go with a lot of my friends. You know, We'd be all over the bar because my friends were – I had one friend who was a Rams fan, another friend who was a Lions fan. Do you think it's weird to be a Cowboy fan? How the hell is he a Lions fan? He's my age. How the hell does that happen? That's a good point. Like, I got got a buddy who was a Lions fan too. It's just – yeah. How? But then again, we are where we're located other than Buffalo. So from Toronto, Buffalo is only like an hour and change. Detroit's three hours down the road, right? Like we can go the other way. You hit you hit Windsor, you oh, hit I Detroit. Get, like, I get so that. So it kind of makes, yeah, it's like, I know I noticed when I was out there too, like when I went to school in a town called London, you probably know like London Knights, very good uh, uh, junior hockey organization. That's where I went to college and uh, everybody there, it's crazy. Like I went to the bar, my Seahawk gear, all Lions gear. It's like, whoa, man, people like the Lions? <laughs> I started <laughs> laughing. I'm like, are you for real? Like, it was almost weird. Like, I'm stepping back going, I've never seen, uh, you know, Scott Mitchell jerseys before. And, uh, you know, Herman Moore, <laughs> giddy up. Yeah, it was pretty cool, actually. I I, I got no problem with the Lions. My best friend growing cats. up was a Houston Oilers fan. Yeah, I love the Oh, the Oilers had that. You, you got to talk about, you when you talk about nice gear, like that Warren Moon, Houston Oiler, uh, beautiful powder blue with the oil, Derek. Man, that's some great stuff. That's, that, that's beautiful. Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers. Yeah, go to hell. Uh, <laughs> I, love I like the Houston Oilers. I think they're oh, great. God. Love he, these guys. He, he goes back to Dan Pastorini and Earl Campbell. By the way, Earl oh, yeah, Campbell that's was, hard, was a, hardcore. That was a man. Earl Campbell was a man. All right. Uh, wow. I mean, that that was dynamic what he could do. Uh, yep can't walk nowadays which is kind of sad but he, he was a man uh but yeah that's that's uh i guess i used to love that and we, we actually we don't do that nowadays now my friends will just come here if they want to watch the games or, or well, assuming i don't have radio shows that's an excellent point that you bring up and i remember and i gotta commend cardano and like the other guys at the network like we do those shows on sunday like watching the games and actually when me and gabe first met each other 
was about 15 years ago. That's that's how we met. Like I was working with the the station, and he got called in from Montreal, and we used to do a Sunday football show from a bar. Like we had all our equipment there. Like we had Giants. It's actually hilarious. They had Giants corner. Like all the New York Giants fan had one corner. We had Steelers Nation in the other corner. You know what I mean? Eagle fan. Like that's the thing. Everybody had their table, their people. Yep. It was awesome. It was the best way to watch football. We were there from the one o'clock games all the way to like it was crazy. It was a long day. Man, we had so much fun. Like it was just. I can't remember. And you're right. Yeah, I, When I go to the bars now, it's never like that. It's kind of like, a, I don't want to talk about nostalgia or the old days, but man, it was wicked. Like, Things aren't like that anymore. You said it. Like back then, you went to the bar to watch the game. There was no NFL Sunday package. You went there to see it, and you saw your dudes, and you know you got to hang out with these guys. And yeah, there, there's nothing like that again. Like yeah, sure we can go to a game, right, George? You go to a local bar. Yeah, there'll be a couple guys in Islander shirts when they're playing. Same here with the with the Leafs, but it's not the same as it was for NFL football because everybody had different teams. We did a broadcast there, and it kicked ass. Like people were loving. It, you know, we bring the waitress on, got them involved in gambling. Like it was a real party man it's yeah uh, we, I, I really miss that uh, things were a little bit different like that's a, that's the problem with technology and progress like it was cooler before and we used to do like you know we had parlay cards there and stuff we were betting doing whatever you know what i mean like everyone had their fantasy stuff going the bets it, it, it was amazing like it's actually you got me thinking i'm i kind of i'm longing for those days you know it was it was a whole production it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, like, I said, I, I also nowadays you might get the fights because people take this all so everyone's gambling yeah. and they'll take the they'll, they'll fight because it's over money now. But back then, I, I there was never one fight. I mean, I'd go with a group of ten people. We'd all be there, and it was just great. It was just it was a lot of fun. Even with the uh, you know the other fans of the other team, they'd be yelling at you too, but good natured yelling. You know, nobody's yeah. really good. It was it was just great. It, it, uh, you're right. Technology is. Technology's fantastic. Listen, I like watching the games at home. I like the fact that I can watch any game I want from my home. And it's even with the package, it's still cheaper than going to a bar and spending fifty to one hundred dollars each day, each Sunday. But uh, still, it was a. Uh the camaraderie is not there as much anymore because all my friends have the packet, so we don't feel the need to get together anymore to watch these games. You know, I know as far as fantasy is concerned, the, the really great thing about fantasy for me is the only time I really see my friends, because I, I live uh, quite a bit, I moved out, way out in Suffolk County, so the only time I really see my friends, because I grew up in Nassau County, is at fantasy drafts. You know, because yeah, that's when we go exactly together. It's exactly the same for me, George. Like, I got buddies, like, you know, they run businesses, they got kids. Like, my buddy runs a bakery out in Ottawa. He's, like, four hours away. You know what I mean? And that's what we do. For NFL Draft Weekend, we always have it at my house. Everybody, you know what I mean? That's the day everyone gets, uh, you know, bring the beers, bring the party. You know, you need to crash over there because, yeah, I basically see these people once a year. These are guys who are, like, best friends in high school. Everybody leaves town, but that's nice. Yeah, we're, we're, we're helping people win money, bringing people together, too. No, I, I almost can't wait for my next uh, fantasy football draft. I'm jacked. To see you know, it's funny. It's uh, I know it's, it's been this way for a while since I pretty much I've worked in the industry. I don't care about my teams as much anymore. I care about my predictions, the picks. I want to help people. You know, I don't yeah. I don't want to be known as a guy who doesn't know what he's doing here. And I care more about that. I know there have been times I've done a show or especially for Roto Experts, I was answering questions in a chat up until game time that I had forgotten to set lineups because I was answering questions. You know, and now I, I've actually had to set an alarm. On uh, my phone, uh, 12.30 Sundays or 12.45 su- uh, p.m. Sundays to make sure I set my, uh, my, my lineups. Because I will forget because I'll be, you'll be answering the questions here. Because, you know, I think we do care. That's it's the job here. You know, we, we want to win. I don't want to lose. I don't want, uh, you know, whoever I gave advice to to be uh, the wrong one. And I remember the, my wrong predictions. You know, a player that I thought was going to be big is, uh, was wrong. I'm like, oh, man, I told a couple of people to start this guy or things like that. You, you feel bad. I do. 
You know, but yeah. in the in the end, uh, I think generally uh, no one's really gotten on me all that much for it. But uh, yeah, we we all I think most of us want to help. Yeah, that's it's the name of the game. Fantasy should be fun. I tell everybody when they ask, fantasy should be fun. If you're in a fantasy league and you're, and you're not having fun, then you're probably in the wrong league. You know, if it's not fun, if it's too much money for you, or if the commissioner's changing rules all the time, that's yeah, fun. yeah, find another I league. Know what? I was in a league where we won. Uh, I helped my partner. We won $28,000. It was probably one of the happiest days. But, yeah, it, it's very similar to what you say uh, there, George. I hate the league now. The commissioner's a crook. Like, he steals money. I'm always getting bitched at all the time about something. You know what I mean? One one week, you know, somebody in my family, my dad was sick, and I got bitched out by my partner for not setting the lineup. It's like, shut up, you idiot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I got real problems going on. Like, it's just to a point where the money's so big, it's not fun anymore. They're all a bunch of shark dicks. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's to a point where I got in it for the fun. We want our money, but it's not fun when you're dealing with people that are never having a good time. All they bitch, bitch, bitch. Oh yeah. Are we team of the week? Where's the money? Like it's always money, 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 money. And uh, that's why I like doing it with my buddies. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we got the Vince Lombardi trophy. I still have it here. It's beautiful. It sits on the table next to me while I'm doing the show with you. And, uh, Guys are cool, you know. We'll cheer for our buddy, you know, who he got, went to the final eight years and never won. You know what I mean? Like this year, he beat me, and never was. I'm happy for the guy. Like you know what I mean? Like we're friends. Uh, the problem is, once you get involved with money and sharks, uh, and and the fantasy's not fun. I'm with you. Like the league, it's very enticing with all the bread, but I can't handle the people in it, so I'm gone. You know, they're not nice. People aren't nice when there's too much money involved. Uh, the fangs come out. Yeah, things change. I mean, I was a banker. I mean, dealing with people's money is what I know how people react. So that was, uh, I was banking for about 10, 10, 15 years before I got into this. Uh, and I said, dealing with people and their money is, uh, oof. You, you said the fangs come out, man. People flip out. Uh, the only league I ever, uh, the league I hated most, uh, somebody in the industry invited. It was a, it was a quasi-expert league, about maybe half expert, half not. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is because, well, I'll tell you off air. Yeah. I'm not going to say it on air because uh, everybody knows uh, the person who it is. And uh, the rules were so convoluted, Cam. Yeah. When I tell you you needed a law degree to understand them all, I am not kidding. And I didn't. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard, folks. About and you're, when, uh, and, 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 and you're in a lot of leagues, and you you, right. you you know complicated rules. That's another thing, right? There, there so. were three pages of rules about when you could claim a play or certain yeah. players. Cause, it's my league you know, like that too. I hate it. I was like, oh my god. Of... I mean, <laughs> right? Exactly. When I need to when I need to study. I mean, I ended up uh, I, that team finished second place that year, but uh, I stopped uh, really paying attention about halfway through. I gave a friend of mine. I said, listen, here's the team. Do what you want. I can't deal with this anymore. You know, so he really ran the team the second half of the year and the next year. That was a league also, by the way, where the commissioner stole the money. Yeah. And uh, somebody else took yeah. over. And uh, I didn't. I never got paid, but I was allowed to uh, pay. So I finished second place. I think the, the league fee and second place money was close, so they let me play the next year for free. Once again, I didn't play. I said the yeah. same guy, like, so you do a draft, I want nothing to do with this. Uh, you can keep my name, but that's it. Uh, this league was way too nuts for me. I just, I just didn't enjoy yeah. it. And if I didn't enjoy it. That's like it, our commissioner. Play. Our commissioner's a scumbag. Like, the guy stole, he, he like, it's so nice to be in my other league. This guy stole money. So, I, and I go up to, like, you know, the partner or whatever like that. Like, I'm like, how do you guys still let this guy, like, it's weird, though. Like, he steals money. Everyone knows he's a scumbag, yet he's still the commissioner. Like, I, I don't under, like, it, the, the stuff runs so deep. It's like, I just can't even deal with this crap anymore. It's ridiculous. Like, I'd rather just, you know, hang out with my buddies. It's cheaper. It's fun. I'm going to bet shitloads of money on games anyway so i really don't need this league so I, i'm with you like i i the thing that shocks me is though commissioner's not that hard of a job like and everyone knows the guy can't be trusted why is he still the commissioner it bothers me 
Listen, if the league, league is right, the rules are set up. There's nothing to do for a commission other than approve. Yeah. Approve. Exactly. Approve. Exactly. I know. There's nothing to do. The hardest thing for a commissioner is setting up the draft. That's it. After that, I mean, the rules yeah, are the rules. The guy gets a free entry, already. too. It's a $2,000 league. The guy gets a free entry. All these rules, it's just so stupid. I'm like, yeah, you got to put your foot down. I'm done, George. Enough is enough. But we're not done, Cam. We're no, not. We're not, we're not. No, no, no. We got more picks and more DFS and uh, put some lineups together. We got, we're not done. Weekend Fantasy Update. Cam Stewart. George Kurtz will be back after this. See you soon. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Weekend Fantasy Update, George Kurtz and Cam Stewart. We're here for the next hour plus, ticking at 2 p.m. Eastern time to get you caught up in all the sports news going around the sports world today. Cam, I got some bad news for you, man. Uh, no. Man, range is already up, Cam. Already up. One zip over the Capitals. Chris, are Kreiker you serious? I, uh, I'm George, but, you know, don't call me serious. Uh... I think I screwed that joke up, but uh, <laughs> That's damn. That's good. I still liked it, though. I'm <laughs> uh, trying to find this damn movies. game. What? Uh, it's, uh, let me see here. I'm just. Uh, I thought it was going to be an NBC here. game. It's actually on yeah. MSG, so I had to find it on MSG. It's not an NBC game. Wow. Struggling. I'm struggling. Yes, here it is. Found it. Let's see here. Yeah, dude, if, if the Capitals lose this game, like, I might as well, you know. Go hide Probably not a good sign for a tonight. No, no, it's not a good sign. I have them in like every parlay. It's a horrible sign. You're right. It's one nothing Rangers. I thought you were BSing me. Nah, you don't lie, George. And no, they just, oh, crying. my God, they're on a breakaway again. They what the hell's going away, on yeah. here? Holy <laughs> jeez. Oh, well, you see this story? You see the story? I just want to tell you. So this Robert Kraft story, I just see something out oh, from the no. golf world. Kind of kind of interesting. No, don't worry, buddy. He's not naked and with Jerry Jones. There's no ste- steamy uh, picks or anything like that. But it's interesting. No, this guy, yeah, no bathhouse picks. Johnny Delpreet, a former pro golfer and longtime boyfriend of P- LPGA star Jessica Corder. She's a beautiful woman. Was arrested Friday as part of a sweeping prostitution and human trafficking probe in Florida. According to the De- Delpreet was arrested early on Friday. Twenty year old working on tours a rep for a Titleist. Yeah, and it's a New England its owner Robert Kraft was among the thirty five men whose names uh, uh, and arrests were made public on Friday. So yeah, so this guy's part of it too. This guy's a girlfriend, Jessica Cord is like really, really good uh, LPGA golfer there. So thirty five guys. Uh, sounds like uh, it's spanning all sports there, George. A lot of people uh uh, hands and pies, and uh, yeah, from different uh, worlds and sports. It's pretty crazy stuff, man. That's uh, 35 dudes in this thing. That's uh, very, very interesting. It's not very small, that's for sure. 
Uh, I mean, it's more oh, crap. Uh, terrible, terrible, terrible. I tell you. Yeah. But uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, listen, there's so many more of this going on that we don't even know about. Oh boy, I hope for that's sure. a replay for you and not a. Uh, it no, is is that another goal? Oh, okay. No, it was a replay. It was a replay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to get a. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think, uh, George. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you like poking the bear there? Hey, hey, Cam. Hey, there's another one there for you. Hey, Rangers. I was like, yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. Long game. Long game. I'll tell you guys something too, though. Uh, last night, um, just live betting hockey. If you guys are listening, you know, uh, you know, heading to the sports book or whatever, going to play the games. I'm telling you, man, how many games have we seen there, George? Like last night, one or two goal lead means nothing. Like this, this live betting hockey recently has just been insane. Like I bet I got the Leafs at plus three twenty. They came back and won, down two goals. Could have got them at plus like five hundred or more, down three goals. It happens. Yeah, you don't even remember it. Basis. You don't even remember. Remember it. I know, but hey, my account remembered it. So that's all that matters. Yes, that's all that matters. Yeah, that is all that matters. The, the account, remember, right? The account got count got paid. It's a different game than we're used to, right? Uh, I don't know why. I mean, is, are there more penalties being scored, uh, being uh, called? Is it because the goalie pads have been streamlined and goalies still haven't made that adjustment? Or maybe this is what the game is now because the goalie pads have been more streamlined. You know, they're, they're not covering the entire freaking net anymore, and there's more room to shoot at here. Uh, so I hope the game stays. I kind of like this game better than what we like the past couple of years when every game was 2-1-3-2. Two, two. I like the fact that it's a little bit more wide op- open, and teams aren't going to lose as soon as they're down a goal. So it doesn't bother me in the least as far as that is concerned there. So uh, it's good for the NHL to make those changes. If they weren't going to make... Listen, they can't make the uh, the rink bigger. They should, but they can't because it would just take away too many seats and prime seats at that. They're not going to make the nets bigger because six by four sounds too good. They're not going to go with six and a half by four and a half, which is probably what they need to do. Yeah. Uh, so you got to do something. And making the goalie smaller or making the goalie pad smaller, I think, is the right way to go about things. No, I agree. Uh, it, 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 to me, I, I just think it's part of what I believe with, with the – with the live betting and the way games, I just think it's a like back and forth league. It almost seems like to me a lot of the time when one team gets up, I find there's very few blowouts in this league. They'll call a penalty on the other team. It's like they almost want to keep everything close all the time. It's just not a real conspiracy theory, but you've seen it. You've seen it happen many times there, George, where it's like, okay, well, we don't have those games like nine to one games anymore. Like there's very a lot of overtime games more so than ever. We've seen so many games after regulation. They go to overtime shootout. Like ties are just a bit a big part of it. It. You could say it's parity. I, I I think it's just I think it has a lot to do with a lot of things. It's just they like a nice t- tight game product, keep everybody involved, and keep asses in seats. If you're that's the problem with baseball. How many times have we seen? Uh, oh yeah, the Baltimore Orioles are 33 and a half games behind now. Great, see ya. I'm not going to. There's really no need to go to the park, right? So that's the that's the one thing about that league. They, oh, absolutely. It's, it it's why they don't. It's like they. It's why they don't fix the point system. I mean, the NHL, they're idiots. They know it should be, it's probably yeah. be 3 2 1. They know that, but they want these uh, standings to be close. Because, for the reasons you just mentioned, more asses in the seats, which means more concessions, more ticket sales, you know, paying for parking, all this other crap. TV viewership goes up. Money, 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 money. That's all they care about. You know, they, listen, these leagues, they're, they're not trying to make things perfect. They're not. If the NFL wanted things perfect, you think they'd keep on having these bye weeks where one team plays another team coming up with a two week bye week? You know, well, these games where, yeah, we I think uh, the Cowboys had a game last year where they were playing a divisional rival. I think it was the Eagles coming up a bye week, and the Cowboys played on Monday night. What the hell is that? The yeah, Cowboys ended up winning the game, so it didn't matter. But it's like, oh, what the hell? You know, how, how is that competitively fair? It doesn't make any sense, and it can be easily fixed if the NFL wanted to, but they don't want to because they don't care. You know, all they care about is making money. 
And uh, if, you go, if you go in realizing that, you'll be a lot happier about things. You won't complain about as many things because that's just True. the way it is. And, and all this is not just the NFL, the NHL, the baseballs like this, basketballs like this. They're all like this. They just want to make money. And listen, it is what it is. That's the bottom line. It is what it is. No, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm just watching this game right here. It's just God, man. This is. Uh, I, I just hope this is not a, an omen of things to come. I'm not very uh, happy with the way things are going there right now. But hey. Last night, a lot of these other games, uh, it happens. We were down early. Just uh, talk to me when it's a final, but uh, not a good start for the Washington Capitals there, George. What else? Um, so basically with your baseball and stuff like that, what else, what else you got going on? So you got a draft on Wednesday. That That's uh, industry draft. And how many leagues? You, you told me before, what do you, you said you knocked it down to about, what, three or four? You used to that's do, like, what, I'm, what I'm hoping for. I, I've, uh, I've done more than I think my highest in baseball was about 18 for one season. Are you uh, kidding me? No, no, I'm not. 18 leagues? How the hell do you manage your teams? Or you your don't. Website? That's impossible. That's the problem. You really don't. <laughs> I, I, I took a 20 cent cutter about this. Oh, maybe about uh, five, six. I maybe it could have been a decade ago. I don't remember. I took a Tony about this. Uh, I think we talked about it on air. I'm like, I don't think I'm as good a player because I'm in too many leagues. I, you can't pay attention to all of them. You can't remember the fab times for all of them. They're not all run at Saturday, you know, Sunday at 8 o'clock. Some leagues were Sunday. Some leagues were Thursday. Some leagues were you know, more than that. So uh, I'm trying to keep it down to right now. I know I'm in three. I'm sure there'll be others that I, uh, I end up joining. That people ask me to that I'll I'll come into. I'm hoping to keep it down to five and six somewhere around there. But I mean, hey, if it stays at three, I'm fine with that too. You know, I have no issues if it stays at three. I know Joe Galina was telling me that it was a great fantasy invitational that I, I was in last year. Uh, I guess I didn't. I would have joined that. I guess I didn't send the uh, whatever thing you had to send back because what Joe said you had to send something back to let them know you'd be in. I guess I missed it. You know, which is fine, and I'm not. So I told you, I'm not complaining, mind you. But I would have joined that one if I would have known. But it isn't. It's it's fine. It is what it is. And when I say, by the way, when I when I talk about football, I tell you how many leagues. I don't count best ball leagues. We just draft and leave it. That doesn't count, right? Those are easy, right? You draft it, you leave it. You don't have to manage it anymore. That doesn't count as a league join. I'm told when I say leagues join, I mean leagues you have to pay attention to and make moves. You know, make trades, make yeah. the roster moves, in, uh, deal IL moves now, right? With injured list moves, no no more DL. So those are leagues I count as, as leagues you joined. The best ball leagues, hey, you draft, spend two hours on a night, you draft it, and you never have to look again. You just hope in October you cashed. Other than that, that doesn't mean anything. So uh, I don't count those as leagues joined. But uh, listen, I, I, I do enjoy playing. For me, Cam, it's always been draft night or draft day, whatever it is. That's like, that's like Christmas morning for adults. I get to open up my presents, see what players I got. Yep. You see how my team looks. Exactly. That's, that's a present for me. So that, that's why I used to join so many. I think the Capitals just hit the post there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> People don't know George is the bearer of bad news. The worst was during the Super Bowl show because you were like, you're always two seconds ahead. You're like, hey, whoa, whoa, what a kick by Zerline. He missed by like 50 yards. I'm just going, oh my God. I had so much money on that kick. I'm just sitting there. That was, the, be- that was, the, that was the best day <laughs> betting I've ever had, by the way. Ever had. It was. Everything the worst. went my way. It, it was <laughs> Prop bets, I never planned on winning. I was winning in that game. I, mean, I hope both go, well, quarterbacks threw an interception. I will cash. I mean, that was fantastic. Everything, I, I didn't win every prop because I made a lot. Somebody had to win. I, <laughs> you know? I, I, th- I think I went like 19-5 and five on my prop bets. That's, that's amazing. That's, 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 that's amazing. That's crazy. That's crazy. And some of the prop bets were just you know, pure 50-50 gambles. You don't know. See what happens. 
You know, so that was the best day I've ever had. That everything worked out. That's why I was laughing through the whole show. I mean, it was a fun time, and uh, I'm, I'm doing this, the updates at the top of the hour. And my my next door neighbor is having a Super Bowl party. So right after I did the updates with you guys, I, I was going, I go running across the uh, to join the party. You know, nice. my wife was there, and yeah, it was just, it was an interesting time. I had to re- keep remembering to go come back to uh, you know uh, to uh, for the updates, which is a, a blast. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. You know, I was talking about it earlier on the show. Now you've lived. Uh, you've moved more than I have. Have you ever changed time zones? Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. I've lived in uh, every time zone. So, okay. Every time. No, actually, so, no, I've lived in – no, the only time zone I haven't lived in in North America is one Chicago. Was that Central Time? That's, 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 one, on Central time. that's <laughs> one hour, right? Yeah, I've been to that's, every that's not time a big zone deal. but Central. I've done three hours and two hours so, over the one hour. Yeah, my my neighbor. Now, he's a big sports fan, too. He's a, a Knicks, Giants uh, Yankee fan. Uh, I don't think he's big, big at the hockey, but uh, so, but he's moving to uh, Vegas. You know, uh, he's moving oh, to Vegas good in for three him. weeks. I'm he's not, not a gambler, not a gambler yeah. at all. He just has family out there, and I guess then once again, course of living in New York's a little rough. Uh, I'm missing. He's a great guy, great family, but uh, he's moving out there. And this lets you know how my my mind works, Cam. Because the first thing I think of, and my wife's all upset, by the way, because she's very close to them. And my kids are upset because they're, they're, they're best friends with their kids, so I feel very bad for them. Oh, that's uh, tough. That being said, so it affects everyone. That's, uh, I, yeah. I, they got kids the same age, too. That's rough, yeah. It's not good. Plus, I, you know, as a homeowner, i, I got to worry about my new neighbors now. They're going to be jerks. You know, uh, yeah, that's this, this excellent is a, point. Excellent. Right, this point. is going to be a negative for me. They can't. I mean, listen, that family. We always considered ourselves uh, one family living in two houses. That's how close we were. So it's certainly going to be a net negative for me. He goes, I don't think anybody coming in is going to, we're going to feel like that. But anyway, what I was thinking, this is how my mind works. I'm like, man, if I move to Vegas, you know, and he's a sports fan too, how's he going to feel about all the games starting at four o'clock? He'll love it. Yeah. Maybe, won't you be working? Think about it. Think about it. Think about it, George. Like I, I talked to Gabe about this too. Like I've been thinking, you know what I mean? That's, that's the thing. Like where I live too, for like, in terms of Canada, the rents are way too high. I told him while he was here visiting, I go, this is ridiculous. You know, we got to start banking some dough and uh, it sucks when you give it all, all to your round. I'm telling you something, Vegas, it's beautiful. You start those games 10 o'clock in the morning instead of one o'clock. Boom. Breakfast. The games are on instead of four o'clock, one o'clock. Night game ends at 11. It doesn't end at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's perfect. It's great for and, – and it's great. It's great for a regular thing, especially for people like us, sports fans. Think about it, man. You're done your stuff at 11 o'clock. It's not like you're going to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? And all the people that are in the sports business there all have lives. Like, you go to the casino, the last game tips off at whatever, right? So you say it's 10.30 Eastern, it's 7.30. Like, for an, uh, like if you're an NBA fan or college basketball fan, anything like that, like, it's beautiful. Like, you have, you could still watch sports, do stuff all day, and you don't even have to worry about the night because it's not 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know what? You, you get my vibe? It's way better. I, way better. I understand, I understand that. But remember, he's coming from the East Coast. The fans he likes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about Football Sunday. I understand Football Sunday. That's great. Except for the England game. You know, you got to wake up at 6 a.m. to watch it. But uh, I, I get Football Sunday. But, you know, he's a Yankee fan. Those games now start at 4 o'clock. They're at 4 o'clock. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So what? He's going to miss uh, 4 If you got a 9 to 5 job. If you work till 5. Yeah, if you got a 9 to 5 job. miss half the game. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say with the way the Yankees uh, play and the way they uh, foul off <laughs> balls, he'll, he'll be back. He'll be back in the third. <laughs> right, George? Uh, yeah, and if well, it's the Boston Yankees game, yeah, he'll forget be about it. You may not miss anything. Yeah, you yeah, may just right. miss the Red Sox batting. Hey, they just fouled off 17 pitches. Perfect. 
Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. No, I, honestly, I'm telling you, I used to think the same way. Uh, it's a little bit different down there. I, I know it's it, it's different for me, like Brian Blessing, people we know, Gabe knows people. We know tons of cappers in that business. I also know people, I've been down there so much, like regular. It's a lot, not, not you know, nine to five is just one of those things. That, uh, there's not a lot of lot nine to five type jobs there. It's very, their the times are a little bit different. And get even if you are done at five o'clock, yeah, the, the one hour difference, it's nothing. You get used to it. And, uh, yeah, people just find ways to put in their bets uh, earlier. You know what I mean? That's what you got to do, basically. Like, sh- just change your schedule. I'm just telling you from a sports fan perspective, nothing is better. Like, it's so wicked. Like, and you have kids. You could do all the things that you want to do, and, you know, you have way more time in the day. Like, it's beautiful. Like, and think about all the other good decisions you make, too. Like, for people who drink and party and stuff like that, you don't have to worry about that because you're smart. But, you know, when a game's at 10 o'clock in the morning, you're thinking, oh, I don't want to stay at Jerry's house till, you know, 6 in the morning or whatever. That game's on in a couple hours. Like, you know what I mean? It, it just leads itself to... Uh, it's funny because I, I was in Vegas. I was actually living like a cleaner life there because in the East Coast, you're doing more other stuff. In Vegas, it's everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? The booze is there. The gambling's there or whatever. Like, you could, you could find a casino here, there, any, anywhere, right? But I'm just telling you, it's the time zone makes you make better decisions. Trust oh, me. Believe me, I'd, I'd move there just for the weather. I don't care about Just for the I, warm Exactly. Weather. I can deal exactly. with the heat. Uh, cold. I'm, I'm tired of freezing my ass. Hell, they got a hockey team there too, George. We go to yep. we go and to football Vegas teams. You know what I mean? We're and gonna have a football, football team next year. Next year, two years. Well, the, uh, the I know. Raiders. I know. Yeah, I'm, uh, I know. I'm on tw- I'm on Twitter now, and I'm uh, looking at a tweet from uh, Rob Chikowski. He's a writer for the Edmonton Sun. Follows the uh, he covers the Edmonton Oilers, and apparently he had a rough landing. I guess whatever whatever the Oilers went to next. And he, uh, he writes that you haven't lived until you've had Highway to Hell ripping through the headphones on a rough landing. And that reminds me, when my uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, had uh, her last day of uh, pre-K. As I said, she's a big music fan. And pre-K, think about it, she's four years old. And we're uh, on the way to pre-K, I'm driving her there, and she's singing high, uh, Highway to Hell is playing, and she's singing it. And I have no problem with it until I realize, oh, God, she's going to sing this in class. And so those are going to hear is, I'm on the highway. <laughs> Four-year-olds, I'm like, I'm going to get a call from the school. I'm going to have to go explain this. Yeah, so uh, I thought you know my four-year-old daughter. She just she loves classic rock, big Queen fan. Like I said, knows more knows more about Queen than I do, uh, which is scary. But yeah, the the highway to hell, which is by the way, if you live in New York, that's the Long Island Expressway. That is the yeah. highway to I, hell, literally. I I used to get into trouble because my brother's eight years older, so I used to get like all his like beer paraphernalia and shirts. Yeah, like I used to get called down to the principal apps, like drink paps. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like come <laughs> on, like I'm a little I'm a little kid rolling in with beer gear, you know. <laughs> paps. I think my father was a Schlitz fan. Yeah, he's a Schlitz fan. Weekend fantasy update, Cam Stewart, George Kurtz will be back. Final hour.